Have you ever been walking on a beach and the sand is just so hot that, that you can't even stand in one spot? You just have to keep moving because the sand is burning your feet. And to the left of you on the beach is just an ocean filled with water and you know it would cool down your feet and this walk would be so much more pleasant if you just walked you know, in the water a little bit. But the water is poisonous and it's filled with a flesh-eating bacteria that, quite frankly, nobody wants. And if you go to your right, there's just an army of soldiers with guns ready to kill you if you step over the line that they have created, the, the human barrier, or maybe they're not human, maybe they're space-age aliens uh, with, with laser blasters. But um, have you ever had that experience where you're walking down a beach and, it, and it's just really dangerous and really unpleasant, but you just have that at least that feeling like, well, at least I'm at the beach? I think that's what 2020 has been to all of us. And, you know, um, we're hoping that as you walk down this beach we call life, poison on your left and space age laser blasters on your right, extremely hot sand under your feet, we just want you to say to yourself, hey, at least I have Am I a Baller? At least I have something to look forward to. Well, we're back. Here it is. Coming back. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a soft, it's like a soft reopen. Uh, like game on ballers back, but like, you know, it's like we've reduced our hours. Um, yeah. But yeah, blame it on COVID. Well, yeah, we had to reduce them quite a bit because we have a lot of everyday customers um, at this podcast, a lot of real life, virtual people that come by. Yeah, straight up. There's a place in uh, in my hometown that serves breakfast, and they're the only really popular breakfast place. And it's like that mom and 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 papa's like yeah. sort of um, diner. Their food is like, you know, like regular, um, uh-huh. but they uh, they usually open like five thirty a.m. to like two p.m. every day. You don't get that farm crowd that early morning. Uh-huh. And then they'd be open Sunday, like, 7 to noon. I called there today thinking, hey, today's the day. I just don't want to make myself something. And uh, they they had an answering machine that said their hours now are Monday through Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. And I thought, well, that's quite a, that's quite a f- pullback. You know? So, I mean, maybe... Maybe we're like that. Maybe we're like, hey, we're only working half the hours and giving God Sundays, even though we're recording this on a Sunday. By the time the sun's gone down, it's really the next day, according to uh, all uh, ancient calendars um, and moon That's lunar right. calendars. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's why we lunar. We had to reduce bunch our... Of, we, bunch of lunar takes. <laughs> oh, dad joking. You're not even a dad. But hey, you're like you're like the uh, you're like a podcast dad. Um, yeah, like you have a lot of podcast babies. Like people just want to be Dizza. Straight up. We uh, so yeah, obviously we've taken a long break, um, and here we are still not in the same room. Though we may mask up and start recording uh, soon, even they can't hear anything through a mask. Like I was listening to Anthony Davis talk earlier. And I couldn't understand Anthony Davis like before, but when he has a mask on, I really don't know if he's saying what he's saying or anything. Uh, 
definitely a you know tough task to navigate right now with the coronavirus you know stifling many industries uh but you know we'll, we'll figure out you know, yeah i mean the the playoffs have basically rose us from the grave um yeah we're we're gonna start our own uh am i baller bubble uh exclusivity uh in it though do we have that the am i baller bubble Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh it's rolling out. You know, watch the feeds, send in your applications, and my baller bubble coming in live. Can I get kicked out of the bubble? Uh, you can definitely get kicked out of the bubble. But unlike the NBA's bubble, the way you get brought back in is you have to bring more wings. <laughs> so we don't kick you out for for getting wings. Are we talking like uh, basketball playing wings, like defensive and three point shooting wings? No, we're talking about uh, wing stop wings. Magic Magic City wings. Oh, call up Blue Will. Dude, wing stops better than Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Yeah, straight up. I'm a you know I'm a big proponent of of wing stop. Yeah, this whole podcast is brought to you by Wing Stop. Oh, what about PT's wings, bro? You have those? They are good. I like PTs, but, but I always get the rib tips at PTs. I can't miss with the rib tips. I was there today. I got some ribs, too. Now, you know, sometimes I try to go by when AWOL is working. I try to hit those weekends. So, look, what we need to start off with is I took some time today. I listened to our predictions from the beginning of the season. And uh, we kind of discussed this before we got on on the air on this live, but yet to be featured later podcast. And, uh, you know, we didn't do that bad. Like uh, the ones we got wrong, we mostly got wrong together. I actually don't have the paper even sitting in front of me. I will grab it. I want to note that the first thing that I want to notice from this, though, is our number one pick. Do you remember what our number one pick was? We both agreed on who would be a number one seed at the end of this um, season. Um, I'm assuming the Bucks and, and the Lake Show. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we, oh, boy, let's, let's hear Neither of us had the Lakers close to number one. And, and I think that we had a good, like, a pretty good reason for that. Um, because... We both believed that LeBron was going to take it really easy. We thought he was going to rest games. We thought he was going to start the season off like, like with not not with intensity. We thought he would start the season off with some you like, know, let's we, figure we it out. He would uh, he would be in the NBA for his seventeenth year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't really think even on the podcast we didn't really talk about his age. It was just like we know in the in the last few years like. He didn't care if he got the number one seed in Cleveland because he knew he was going to stomp the playoffs. He always just wanted to be like in good shape for the playoffs and get team chemistry high. I don't think anybody expected them to come out and win as many games as they did out the gate. So uh, we kind of we kind of put them down there and kind of sandbagged them, even though we picked them to do good in the playoffs. Uh, our number one team in the West was the one that really struck me. We both picked Houston. <laughs> <laughs> which we don't even really like Houston, which we said. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, that makes sense. That and makes sense. our number one seeds in the East, you picked Milwaukee, which was very smart. 
Um, and I picked historically great. Yeah, they were historically great. And I picked Philadelphia, which wasn't very smart, (laughs) but I had Milwaukee number two and you had Philadelphia number two. So we really thought Philadelphia was going to put it together this year. I think along with a lot of other people and now with Simmons out, things are looking pretty grim for Philadelphia. So I'll give you the rest of the rundown, um, of anything that's really out of place. We had Brooklyn in the top three. Um, we both had Detroit in the East as making the playoffs. I had him in the sixth seed. You had him in the seventh seed. And, man, we were wrong. Like, I actually, yeah. on the podcast, I said, man, they have D-Rose and Iso Joe. And I just, I think I wanted them to win. Iso Joe, he, he died early. And D-Rose was great. Um, and kind of yeah. the only thing that was great about Detroit. Um, yeah, that was, that was a rough season. Wow. Yeah, we had a lot, of, a lot of good things to say about Drummond, and he got traded uh, to an even worse team. So, uh, yeah, so Detroit was a bad pick. We both had Miami in the eighth seed. Uh, we both had Toronto. Yeah, we both had Toronto down kind of low. Um, that was really the worst of our picks in the East. Uh, the West, we had Houston number one. You had Portland number two with 50-plus wins, but they're actually making the playoffs with a losing record. Um, yeah, well, uh, it, you know, I kind of predict the injuries. Yeah, and you did put them as your as your uh, top five teams to make the finals, which I think is probably still true. Yeah. Um, I had Denver number two. Uh, Clippers three. You had Golden State three. I had Golden State five. <laughs> Uh, we both had Golden State making it. Obviously, we did not predict the injury of Steph Curry um, no. or Draymond, and what a rough I deal. Thought, I thought D'Angelo Russell was gonna be gonna be that that backcourt safety. I thought, yeah, I thought D'Angelo and Steph were really gonna play well together, and uh, they played like what, like four minutes together. Um, like that. Not a real stat, but. Uh, <laughs> And uh, we had Lakers at six. We both had Lakers at six. That they were going to sandbag them a little bit. Utah seven. Uh, you had Denver seven. And then I messed up. I had Spurs eighth. I actually said never bet against Tom Brady. Never bet against Floyd Mayweather. Never bet against the San Antonio Spurs. I actually said that sentence out loud. Um, now, well, maybe you should bet against some of those guys, especially the Spurs. You had Dallas as the eighth seed, and uh, I didn't have Dallas on my list at all, so that was pretty good. Um, yeah, what a so wild. Also rough, uh, especially the the Golden State pick. Oh boy, were we wrong? Yeah, we really were. Yeah, that um, was. You also said, but... you said ninety five percent chance it'll be the Bucks or Sixers in the finals. And uh, I still think those odds are right. I think it's a 95% chance it'll be the Bucks in the finals. I, honestly, I'm probably more around 85, but whatever. Actually, um, man, the Raptors are good. We were really high in the Sixers back in yeah, uh, back at the end it. of summer. Well, yeah. I just thought, what is this, year four, year five with, with Ben Simmons and Embiid, and uh, thought maybe maybe something would come together. Yeah, man, we were we, we were off. The, the worst the worst part about the entries now are we uh, we probably aren't going to see a breakup of Embiid and Simmons because they didn't have the chance to like fail in the playoffs together, and now we're just going to hopefully see Brett Brown get fired. Man, what if Embiid is just like super Embiid though, and he carries him like to the finals? 
like can't Eastern not there mentally. Eastern Conference Finals or something, you know, like okay, who, I, who is the best talent wise, worst mental wise, between Joel Embiid and Dwight Howard. Oh man, I thought you were gonna say between Joel Embiid and Joey Kim Noah. <laughs> and I was like, dang, I don't know. Uh, Joakim's a, a, a dog. Maybe it's just like a thing with tall guys. Like maybe big tall guys are just not mentally uh, stable. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a doctor. I'm not like Anthony Fauci or something. Like too, too. Uh, you know, they're not not hyper focused on on being killers. Yeah, I mean, Dwight won't even wear a mask, so he's kind of a killer. <laughs> so. Yeah, we were really high in Philadelphia. Uh, I actually, I hope the breakup does happen. I, I want it to happen. I but, um, who, who would you pick out of the two? Uh, I'm still picking Bead. Um, uh, wait. I'm going Simmons. Oh, I, I was still picking Bead. Uh, I guess, like, I think that Simmons might be, like, better to build a team around. Um, But Embiid, when he's, like, all in, he's, like, pretty great. And I figure that, like, by the time he's 30, he'll be emotionally mature. And then he'll have, like, three really good years ahead of him, and yeah. then, like, that'll be by it. By the time he's 30 and he's 7 two and his body's breaking down. Yeah, that's why I said he'd have, like, two or three good years. No, he's going to play, like, Hakeem on the Raptors. Look, I don't actually want the Sixers to win, so on an entertainment level, Embiid is way more entertaining. So Okay. That's... Okay. Got it. I mean, isn't NBA really just about the entertainment? Isn't it just like live, like reality TV that's actually real? I mean, that's what I was getting. Favorite reality TV show. Here's the other one we both missed in the West. We both we both missed Oklahoma City. I think everybody everybody missed Oklahoma City. Um, I know I know LeBron went on his Wash King tour this year, but Wash King goes to CP3. Well, I think dude, I, I think you mean Washed Prince. NBA MVP candidate this year. I think Washed Prince. I think you have to have made the finals to be a king. And uh, or pass the second round. Yeah, or pass the second <laughs> round. So Washed Prince made his comeback. Uh, and oh man, God, out of the playoffs right now, Houston and OKC is like a must-watch series in my oh. mind. I mean, I can't. Oh, it's gonna be good. Everything about that is like. The best. If I could write the NBA story this year, which I definitely wouldn't have wrote the one that happened. Like, no, uh, no prediction here. Uh, but that would be the best matchup for the first round I could come up with in my mind. Um, um you know, second best matchup. Let's talk about. I know what you're gonna and I've say. I've been dying, been dying. My Portland Trailblazers. Oh, I, I didn't. I thought you were gonna talk round. about. I thought you were gonna talk about Denver and Utah. <laughs> Denver and Utah, that's yeah. Utah's Utah's deflated right now, so I don't I don't expect much of a fight there. I think it'll be a good tune up for for Denver to you know put it together in the playoffs, get ready for the second round. But uh, you know I'm taking the taking the Trailblazers in, in seven games. Well, I'm definitely I guess, not. I guess the backcourt. Um, I'm definitely not. I'm taking Lakers in six games. Um, I think that the Blazers are going to be amazing. Um, I think that 
in hindsight, and we and we talked about this on the pod, that Carmelo was everything the Blazers needed. Uh, I think that Carmelo is an X factor for the Blazers. I think that Dame is going to be unstoppable. Um, but I don't think that they have the defensive ability to beat them in seven games. And uh, I don't think that the Lakers in the last eight games of the bubble show that they have much of an offensive ability either. I think the Lakers and, uh, just don't I, care right now. I think it's going to come down to, to LeBron and Kyle Kuzma, you know, just put in the work if they want to overcome it. If it's going to come down to Kuzma, then the series is over. Uh, well, he can make he can make Lakers, a clutch three, Lakers, uh, and I'm still not there. Lakers personnel and Lakers fans have to trust Kuzma at some point because he's the only guy that LeBron didn't trade away. No, I mean LeBron kept guys in Cleveland that weren't that good. Um, you know, I think that I think that saying that LeBron is going to lose in a first round playoff series is honestly heresy. Um, I think that when this when this playoff series is over, that you know you're going to have to sit down with like some of the legends of basketball, and you're going to have to let them berate you. Uh, for a long time like say say worse stuff about you than i'd say about you because i'm your friend and i know i've said some stuff okay Mm. you know i i like lebron i'm a big lebron supporter and going into the bubble i was was hoping that the lakers come around with the championship but you know after seeing the the trailblazers sneak in there i'm going blazers for the championship your heart says blazers I get it. Your heart says Blazers. You've got a blazing heart. Yes, you do. But uh, and you're a big LeBron supporter. Uh, if anyone ever asks, I'm going to say, "Well, Dalton's a huge, he's a very big LeBron supporter." Um, but I, I just don't think it's realistic. I think that Davis is is too hard to handle. Um, I saw Dame struggle against the Lakers this season. Um, you know, he's not he's not able to just go to the paint at will. With the Lakers' big man down there, so I think it's a I think it's a tough series. Um, you know, I don't I don't think the Lakers are as good as they were. Uh, they've lost some pieces going into the bubble, but they're also like they're playing with arrested LeBron and arrested Davis. And I know everybody else is rested, but I think that those guys rested are better than everybody else. And I think your best way to beat them is for those guys to be pretty tired. Um, so. No, I, I just I'm definitely still picking Lakers in six. Um, if anything, 2020 owes us the Lakers Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. So that's the truth. Since I believe in God, I also believe that will happen. Uh, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't affect my belief in God. I just want to make that clear for all those people who are trying to change my mind. Um, but still, yeah, man, the the Clippers are going to be a tough matchup for anybody though. Yeah, I think they they have a good matchup against the Mavs. I think uh, the Clippers can just stop the Mavs. Um, but I think healthy Clippers will finally see a full healthy put together Clipper squad against the Lakers. I think we should make a rule. I think we should make a rule right now. I'm dead serious about this rule. Um, I think we shouldn't even talk about the Clippers again unless they make the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> Like I like, there's no reason for us to even talk about them. They've been talked about more than the Clippers has ever been talked about in the history of the Clippers. 
Uh, I mean, I think there's probably at least 10 million people who just found out the Clippers were a basketball team this year. I think we shouldn't cover them. I think we should. If they want us to cover them, they should write us a letter requesting we we cover them. Otherwise, we're out. And if they make it to the Western Conference Finals, then we'll talk about them. For now, I, I don't want the Mavs to win, but go Mavs. I like that. I like that Porzingis. I like that Doncic guy. He's the cyber truck of NBA players. Uh, so, uh, who else we got? Denver, Utah. You already said you think Utah's going to lose. Um, Conley uh, just had a baby, so he's gone. But Utah's like kind of better without Conley. Uh, he'll probably be back though. Um, Utah is like a pretty tough, tough game, but it does seem like they're mentally yeah. broken. So, well, uh, you know, they they're missing a couple pieces. Um, it, it's just it's a tough. You know, tough matchup. I think out of anybody in the West right now, like Utah is the team that you prefer to face in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right about that. Um, what other ones we have that are pretty interesting? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm interested about the the Heat Pacers series. The Heat Pacers series think, is must think watch. That'll be good. You know, TJ versus versus Jimmy. And I always like. Jimmy puts that grudge on against anybody, so that'll be pretty fun, pretty interesting to watch. It's probably the only uh, series in the East that I'm like really interested in right now uh, for first round. Um, yeah, you 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 think uh, the Bucks sit Giannis the entire first round against the Magic? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think uh, Bucks win in four. Um, I I think they play them like, you know, 20, 25 minutes a night um, just to keep them fresh. I mean, he's only had like eight or nine games back, and he got suspended for one. So you want him to at least play to feel like he's in a groove. Uh, maybe playing the Magic's a real confident boost, confidence booster, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, a little tune-up game to, to start the series. I'm, I'm interested in the East, you know, first round, seeing how the Celtics play. You know, they've, they've had a off and on bubble and, and uh, I, I'm excited to see see Jason Tatum Jalen Brown you know put it together in the playoffs get ready I think that they should take care of the 76ers in the first round yeah uh, that'll be pretty good you know Gordon Hayward has had some good games um, Kimba's Kimba's been good you know playing playing healthy uh, for the most part after you know all this time off so I think that'll be a fun team to watch and and see if they actually can compete against, you know, the Raptors and the Bucks. Well, I think the the thing that's really interesting about that series, which I still don't know if it makes it must-watch basketball for me, like the Miami Pacers, that's that's must-watch basketball. Uh, Lakers and, and Portland is must-watch basketball. OKC and Houston. Uh, out of these first-round series, these are the ones that I, I just, I feel like I'd be on the edge of my seat the whole time. Um, Philadelphia and Boston, you know, I think the thing that's interesting about it is if Brett Brown is gone or if they break up the Sixers, this will be kind of the end of a rivalry era between these teams where it seems like right now they've been in each other's way consistently. Um, it's also like that could be the series that does make Embiid snap back to it because I think he really hates Boston. Uh, I think he likes to beat Boston. And um, there's a lot of trash talk between those fans. Like Boston fans are so rough that you want to beat them. Uh, so he's kind of like poking a bear and 
if they poke that bear and and he gets really on really on fire, uh, I really think that that could become a good series. And it might just be whether the Sixers get lucky in the first couple games. If the Sixers are close and it becomes a series, then that might become must-watch basketball. You know. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I, I, you know, I, I think the Celtics have probably, you know, a, one of the best lineups for um, positionless basketball with their wings. I think that that Tatum and, and Brown, you know, can really put it together, throw it on the floor, and. You know, I think it'll be fun to watch them tune up and, and turn into killers on that seventy sixers. Yeah, I mean it should be it should be a great series. Uh, I also feel like Hayward should have been in the most improved player uh, conversation as he's finally back, but uh, he wasn't in that conversation. It's, it's um, tough because he wasn't you know down for no reason. You know, he just faced major injuries over the last two years so yeah getting back in back into motion there and honestly derrick rose i mean he put it together an insane season i mean the yeah. 20 point the 20 points in so many games streak was as long as ever and i feel like he should have been there too but you know i guess detroit sucked so that was kind of the end of that I uh I kind of like uh I kind of like the fact that like some of the teams that are sitting at home I'm kind of excited about that because I'm like as much of a hater as I am a fan of things mm-hmm. like I'm pretty happy that Draymond is watching the games on TNT. That's messed up. Don't even I mean, say that. It's the not. The are about to run the league next year again. Yeah, well, I'm glad that I'm glad they're not right now. I'm they glad take, that they, they didn't even get league. to play in the bubble. One year off, get the number one seed. Have Andrew Wiggins playing well, Steph and Clay back. I mean, I get the strategy. I'm just so glad that Draymond's like not gonna be there talking trash and acting like he's the best in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always that idea with Draymond that like he's really good, but he happens to have like the best shooter in the world on his team. And so it's almost like the sidekick that talks a ton of trash and nobody likes that. Like, can you imagine Batman and Robin if if Robin just talked a lot of trash and then, like, Batman beat people and he's like, see, I told you I'd beat you. Be like, no, man, Batman beat him and you just talked trash, you know? Uh, I'm just, I'm a fan of people who are sitting at home. Um, You know, I mean, some of them might bum me out, but I'm a fan of that. I'm glad Phoenix is sitting at home. I'm glad they can win, like, nine straight and and then go home and just lose. That's messed up, but at the same time, you know, that's just... That's how it works. Yeah, I don't I, actually feel that way. I actually think I, that... I was going for, you know, I was really hoping that the Grizzlies dropped out, but they somehow managed to win a game in the bubble, and uh, that cost Phoenix. So uh, I think Phoenix fans shouldn't be mad at the Trailblazers. They should be mad at the Grizzlies. Yeah, well, they should be mad at the Grizzlies. Um, apparently, the Grizzlies were mad because they fired Alvin Gentry just like that, you know, um, which I thought was a little bogus. But... Oh, you mean the Pels? Pelicans. Oh yeah, yeah, the Pelicans. My yeah. bad. Um, yeah, I, I think that's probably the right move for the Pelicans. You know, get rid of Alvin Gentry. I don't like it. I like Alvin Gentry. I but, love uh, Alvin Gentry. And I, I think he's, I think he's a good coach. But um, seeing the way that they kind of just were weird off and on all year with like Zion and, and some of the young pieces, um, I don't know. It just seemed like it wasn't a good fit. I mean, they made the bubble. Golden State didn't make the bubble. I mean, they can count for something. 
I, yeah, but, uh, I actually do feel bad for Phoenix. I really do feel bad for Phoenix. I feel like Phoenix should have replaced Orlando uh, and mm. just went and played in the East because they deserved it more than, than Orlando. And uh, competition-wise, it seems like if there was anything, any year that you were going to, like, like do the full reseeding or anything, this would have been mm-hmm. the year, too. Like, since it's all messed up, why don't you just, like, mess it up and make it an experiment and see how it goes? Um, but definitely, uh, definitely, we definitely didn't predict, uh, any of the stuff that's happened, um, so far this year. Uh, we, you know, overall, we did not, uh, predict NBA basketball to go the way it's gone. Hey, but who did? That's true. That's true. I feel like at least, uh, NBA will actually finish a season and who knows with NFL and MLB where they're going to be. Uh, I, so. think, I think the NFL will. Um, just because they they just don't care. Yeah, they don't care about anybody other than themselves. But who knows? Well, what else you got, yeah. Dalton? I mean, that's I that's I think you know we're coming with the rap, um, coming up with you know all these ideas, coming back in the flow of things, figuring out uh, recording during this time of COVID. You know, headed back for the the NBA playoffs. Well, I actually got a letter from the governor saying we were good to start our podcast back up. Oh, word? Uh, yeah, I don't have it on me, uh, <laughs> but if I did, I'd show all the listeners what it looks like. Uh, it's oh, yeah. really, it's a really nice letter. It said, um, hey, since phase four has started and, uh, and we're kind of working on phase four and a half, uh, he said, you guys at the MI Baller podcast are good to go ahead and start things back up. Remember, I'm like the richest guy in the state, and don't forget to tell everybody that I'm a baller. And then he said, otherwise, you're canceled. And so that's what he said. I mean, I'm going to leave it there because I feel like that's enough because, I mean, I said it. So, yeah, yeah, straight from the top, straight from the top. So we're we're good. We're approved to talk about basketball anywhere we want in the state now, like officially. Yeah. Um, And for a while. Well, yeah, with a mask, we can we can do anything we want. <laughs> that's that's what I heard. Hey, you ever play? Uh, you ever play Red Dead? Yeah. Uh, if you get the bandana, you can do anything you want in Red Dead. Yeah, yeah, because they can't. <laughs> they don't know who you are. Yeah, and because uh, in the Wild West, people were dumb. Um, but it's cool because when I wear uh, my bandana, people don't know who I am. And I actually do wear like a red bandana instead, like instead of a regular mask. Uh, so a lot of times, uh, old people see me and they go, "Oh, I thought you were a bandit," and I'll go, "Yep, I am. I'm from Red Dead." And then they're like, "Hmm, he's from Red Dead. Where's that?" And I go, "It's by Decatur." Um, so that's all true. Uh, really bummed because uh, well, we just don't have time to get Zach Iapo on. Um, I actually, let's be honest, Sekayapa doesn't have time for us. Um, but maybe one day he'll bring us some Indian food and, uh, and get back on the pod. I mean, we're, we've been missing him for so many straight episodes. It's, yeah. it's been tough. Yeah, I heard, I heard that even though the state fair was canceled, that chicken curry wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and that's what I need. But then he didn't have time for this podcast. I'm like, where's he at? Like, what's up dog? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean. 
Uh, we can't have him on anyways because I saw him working in Missouri and there was no masks. Like he, every time that dude posts a story, I'm like, "Hey, there's no mask. You're gonna have to be remote, remote. Like you're gonna have to, you have to set up a remote microphone and then have a phone that's going to that and then be at another phone." So you're remote, remote, because you've been around some people down there in Missouri. You know, you got to watch out. It's a tough place. Plus, we weren't cleared by the governor to, to do any business there right now. So here we are. Um, I'm still rooting for the Bulls. I'm um, still hoping that they work this thing What's out. Up? Maybe maybe they'll bring Greg Popovich in to replace Boylan. Ooh, that would, be, that would be good. Or honestly, you know who would fit good? Kenny Atkinson, he'd be a good Chicago coach. I, I think so too. I, I don't. So too. Well, who's your pick to replace Gentry in New Orleans, though? Yeah, I. You know that's a tough one. Uh, Jason Kidd's name has been uh, floating up a lot. You know, and of course, the classic Ty Lue. Um, I, I think that'll be interesting. I think Kenny Atkinson should come to Chicago because I think the work that he did in Brooklyn. It's the exact same type of work that he needs to do in Chicago with his young boy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm not so sure on who should replace Jimmy. I feel like they're trying to go with somebody high profile because of Zion. And honestly, I think that's a mistake. I think Alvin was actually the best choice for, for Zion for a young team. Um, but... Who knows if they get Ty Lue or or Jason Kidd? Um, I'm, I'm not sure that either of those are going to work the way they want them to. Um, so maybe Patrick Ewing finally get that NBA job. Uh, honestly, I like uh, I like Stackhouse. I think Stackhouse should become an NBA coach. Uh, he's a was he in Vanderbilt? I can't I can't remember. He's at one of the colleges now. Um, yeah. I just I feel like uh, I feel like a lot of college guys are available this year too. Um, they so could too. have the season off. You could get a rental coach, like a like a college coach for a season. Um, so that would be pretty cool. Um, honestly, I'm just hoping the Bulls come back next year that they uh, can at least replace Orlando in the bubble. Do you think we'll be playing basketball in a bubble all next year? I think it's the only way basketball is going to happen. That'd be wild, dude. They get like two or three bu- bubbles, and everybody plays in them, and then like a few yeah, planes everybody think, flies in. And... You know, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they have a bigger bubble. You know, they go with Las Vegas for the next bubble, have a little more space. Yeah, but I mean, it, there's all kinds of bad things in Vegas. I mean, you could get a new disease. <laughs> <laughs> all right, before we sign out. Um, you know, uh, I saw these reports about like during COVID, there's been like so many billionaires that have increased by like so many billions. Like Bezos has gone up by like 70 billion and uh, Bill Gates has gone up like 30 or 40 billion. What do you think about that? Like politics aside, like what do you think? Do you feel like there's some people that have really capitalized on the bubble? Do you think it's it's their good yeah, thinking or do you think it's just the way consumers ended up going? How do you feel um, about all that stuff? Yeah, it's it's rough because it's like you know some industries have made money just naturally like like amazon with everything rapidly moving towards e-commerce um amazon has just naturally seen like a an increase of traffic because nobody can go to a store to you know get what they need 
and so I get it in one sense, but I think it just further exasperates, like, you know, the issues that we're having um, and wealth disparity and, and that, um, you know, you know, no, uh, more people aren't, aren't sitting at the table to eat. You know, we only got a couple people eating, but we got a whole feast here that we got to share. That's true. Do you feel like, uh, like Elon Musk, who it was a surprise on that list? He went from oh. like thirty-five or forty billion to in March to like seventy-five billion. So, like, you think that during COVID nineteen, that people just bought a lot more Teslas, or I how did the think. hype? How did the hype go up so high on Elon it's Musk just, during a pandemic? Man, the hype on Teslas out out of this world. You know, it's it's like that that model uh, that roadster that he shipped off to space. Man, it's out of this world. And it's uh, it's it's mostly kind of baseless, you know. They, I think they sold like three hundred eighty thousand cars last year or something like that. It, but now they're like the most valuable car company in the world. By they're like far. one of the most valuable companies. Period. Like, like uh, it, it's it's one of these things it, to me that it makes sense from a technology standpoint, not a car manufacturing standpoint. It definitely shows that weakness in Wall Street because, like, two years ago. Tesla's worth nothing or it's like fluctuating in such a dumb way that it doesn't really make sense then it starts to go up then we go into a pandemic mini recession or maybe a full recession and you know predictably a Walmart or an Amazon does really well during that uh, as you know consumer goods and and only places you can go Um, but then when you have a place like Tesla that does good it's like wait People don't buy expensive luxury electric cars during a pandemic, <laughs> during a recession, or, you know, if this thing continues to go down, that might be one of the first things they're not buying. And this yeah. guy is making more money, like, uh, or going to space is not something you do whenever the economy yeah. is completely down. Uh, so I thought that was pretty wild. Um, but, you know, maybe his customers are all so high end that it just doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's either Wall Street or that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I saw saw a report today that uh, millionaires out in the Hamptons have been throwing house parties, and uh, the requirement to get in is they've been doing these rapid, like thirty minute saliva tests. They're like super expensive, and only they can afford. And they just like have all their house guests test, like house guests take it, you, just to just to make sure. Did you see the NBA news on the saliva test today? that they're uh, trying to produce that, that new saliva test well with, I think uh, the, the, the saliva test the NBA does is now looking to go to FDA approval so like the NBA has their own saliva test that they've been doing and the FDA is trying to approve that saliva test for everywhere so yeah uh, so apparently they have a really expensive nice saliva test that they're doing too. yeah most of our tests are, are whack anyways right now like you know they, they either take too long or they are wildly inaccurate right now. Well, all I know is if Clutch Sports calls and they say, Luke, we need you down in the bubble, uh, you just got to get a quick saliva test, I'm going to get it. You know, I'm going to get it. Straight I'm going to get in the bubble, and if they need me to play on the Rockets because that's the only team I'm tall enough to play for, then even though I'm not a Rockets fan, I love Westbrook, you know, I'll be there. I'll, I'll be right in the bubble. Straight Westbrook's up. missing game one, by the way. So, I mean, game one goes to Oklahoma City. I mean... Chris Paul destroys Harden mentally and it's over. I mean, 
Miko Club and uh, AMI probably means to come to the next NBA bubble. Put that on Adam Silver. We're, we got higher aspirations in the All-Star game now. Dude, Elijah's going to need two saliva tests, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, they won't let Elijah come in. Yeah, yeah. They'll be like, you got to stay out, you know? <laughs> He's going to need like two or three saliva tests. He's never going to listen, but here we are. I mean, we're telling the truth. He needs to listen and, and pay attention. All right. No shout outs. Man, I think we got the, all the shout outs. You know, shout out to him, to Adam Silver, though, for real, for uh, being an OG commissioner and putting, putting this together. I know there are uh, big things happening in the world, and, you know, maybe basketball is the most important, but. Basketball has been, you know, important in a lot of sense and in a lot of uh, sense of, you know, all these athletes that, that we all look up to got their platform back. And, yeah. uh, you know, shout out to Adam Silver for making it happen and, and uh, being willing to listen. Yeah, NBA, hope for America. Mm. That's it, man. That's it. Adam Silver, Greg Popovich for president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd do it. <laughs> Woj, oh, well, Woj for president. Wrap. Adam Silver and Woj, Pop and Woj, Woj and Pop, <laughs> Pop and Woj. Yeah, I don't know. It's not a very progressive ticket, though. Uh, I'm uh, not Steve, sure. Steve Kerr and Pop. Yeah, Someone? I was thinking. I don't know. I don't know. It's not. I, we're gonna have to go back to the drawing board. If anybody has uh, NBA coach or front office suggestions for president. Uh, that you think are a better team up than uh, Pop and Woj or Adam Silver and Pop, uh, let us know. You know, uh, we need that. We need to know that because it's important. Very, actually, it's crucial. So, all right. Well, Am I Baller out. We'll be back uh, really soon. So, uh, subscribe. Pay attention. Uh, we're we're going to be with you right here through these NBA playoffs and have some good things planned for. Um, for episodes after the playoffs are done. We're back and we're better than ever. Am I Baller is brought to you by Baristi Boys and produced by Miko Club. We're excited to be back. Please subscribe. Please share with your friends. Share with your enemies. Uh, Make a table in the presence of your enemies and enjoy this podcast at that table. Uh, We really want everyone to partake. We really want everyone to get involved. We're excited about the playoffs. We're excited about the future. The future is ours. Uh, The future is tangible. The future is at any word after the future is, and you've pretty much got a really, um, really great statement. The future is a great statement. Thanks for listening. Every inscription is just Lord of the Rings whenever I see it. Like, if I see, even if I go to like a cemetery, all the tombstones just are Lord of the Rings, one ring to rule them all, one ring to bind them or whatever, you know? And that's what they all say. Can you imagine getting Elvish on your tombstone? That's like a level, dude. Garrett would do it. That's a level. Dude, I man. Said Elvis first. <laughs> no, no. And no. <laughs> I realize you said Elvis. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably people with Elvis on their like, tombstone. I was like, why does 
Why would Garrett do that? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's always doing Elvis impressions to Andy. It's like one of those things. Dude, this is like 10 minutes of comedic gold. <laughs> For real.